It's another Sunday night in comedy. And tonight, as we celebrate all things Father's Day, who better to join us than the all-star lineup of Shrimp Daddy, a collection of hilarious weirdos and crowd killers taking over the stage at Toronto's famous comedy bar. From daddy issues to comics with kids, there's a lot to jump into tonight. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is an all-new Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto, and of course streaming coast-to-coast, Canada-wide, worldwide, everywhere where there is T-Internets on the Global News Radio Network, brought to you as ever by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you look forward to a brighter tomorrow. How about that? We, of course, (laughs) we have our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line with us. So, Vince, this is an interesting panel because, of course, it's Father's Day Sunday. You know, we got some nice music dedicated to the dads. We got some comics talking about Father's Day. Um, We have a collective of comics who, you know, Comedy Bar is really sort of the hub, the heartbeat of the Toronto scene. There's a lot of uh, alternative and independent shows that happen there. Very interesting show happening in the spirit of Father's Day called Shrimp Daddy, which, Vince, I don't know if that's like a, like an urban dictionary term that both of us are too old to know what it is. I don't know what's going on here. I, yeah. I love the name. Don't know what the hell it means. That is the first thing I'm going to ask these comics. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what intrigued me. I'm like, what the hell is Shrimp Daddy? Okay, but I mean... I don't know what a Shrimp Daddy is. It sounds fun. It's fun to say on the radio already. I'm enjoying it, but no idea what it is. Uh, but it is so we have a full cast of four comics, including the host and producer of, again, Shrimp Daddy. I'm going to say that as many times as I can. Use it in as much as we can. All in the spirit of Father's Day, it is Shrimp Daddy Issues. We got three of the comics, including the host and producer behind Shrimp Daddy, a new show at Toronto's famous comedy bar, which, again, as I was saying to our producer Vince at the beginning of the show, I love this name. I love the name of this show, Shrimp Daddy. No idea what in the blue hell it means, but we're, we're going to find out. On the panel, we have comedian Jay Freeborn. How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. It's so nice to see you. We have it's been a minute, as the kids say. It's yeah. been it's been one full pandy. That's what it's been. That's the unit of measurement. Uh, but it's good to see every week on this show, just you know, who's still lives in Toronto and and or is still alive. So that's great. Max Sheldrick. Also, it's hey, been a while. How are you doing? Doing all right, buddy. How about you? Um fantastic. Yeah, for our listener at home, Max is outside sitting against a tree. Like a hippie. I don't know what he's doing, uh, but that's fine. We'll get into it. <laughs> and last but not least, we have the host and producer behind Shrimp Daddy. I'm going to say the name of that show a billion times on tonight's episode. Faraz Fata, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> I, so, Shrimp Daddy. That's the thing, okay? So that, I mean, this is perfect. We're airing on Father's Day. That's kind of a, the overall theme to this show. So who better than some of the comics? From Shrimp Daddy. And of course, Comedy Bar has, you know, last year they celebrated their 10th anniversary. It really has become the heart of the Toronto comedy scene. I mean, it's, you know, this was a place that just started off as this weird little basement venue where 
quote unquote alternative comedy was born in this city and where indie producers could just rent out the space and build their own shows and build their own audiences. And it really has become sort of the pulse in Toronto comedy. I mean, there's a second comedy bar venue that's opened up. It's basically cheers for comics. That's just where comics go and hang out and, you know, riff off of each other and toss around ideas. So for us, before we get into everything else, I got to ask what, what is what is shrimp daddy is that like a term that i don't know what it means because i'm approaching middle age what in god's name is shrimp daddy yeah it's actually just a play on words if you if you rearrange them you know like lord voldemort um if you rearrange them it just it spells free palestine so that's uh that's what it uh that's what it, i just had to sneak that one through and see if anyone noticed um but you know, now that you've cornered me, uh, I'm just gonna let you guys know that that's what it stands for. No, shrimp daddy is uh, shrimp daddy is it's nothing. It's it's everything and nothing. Uh, I call a friend of mine the shrimp daddy because he hates shrimp, so I call him the shrimp daddy. I went to a, a Japanese restaurant once and ordered too much shrimp tempura, and they said, "Who's the order for?" And I said, "It's for shrimp daddy." It's just uh, I'm I'm trying to get it to to catch on. I'm trying like people, I'm trying to get people. Yeah, exactly. is this your fetch, Raz? Is that what this is? This is my fetch. This is my, that's hot, you know, Paris Hilton trademark. I'm going to trademark it. I just need to talk to an, uh, an, an intellectual property lawyer and make sure that it's all good. And, and it hasn't been, I'm not infringing on anyone's IP, but for now it's, it's the name of the show. And uh, yeah, I thought it was in a nutshell. Like it almost sounds like a sex thing on urban dictionary. Yeah, it's not like zaddy, is it? Because Z-A-D-D-Y is like what like girls call, like their sugar yes. daddies or whatever. Hey, what's up, yes. Zaddy? Yeah. Hey, hey, Zaddy or Zother. You know, I've heard like that one before. It's nothing to do with that. And it's nothing to do with shrimp or bubblegum shrimp or no rock shrimp. No. Chicken shrimp. But shrimp. <laughs> I on the poster, I've got I've got one of the quotes from from uh Forrest Gump, uh, where Baba's talking about how shrimp are like the fruit of the sea. Yeah. They're very versatile. You can cook them, saute them, and and so on and so forth. He spends like five minutes being like you know, there's this kind of shrimp and that kind of shrimp. So yeah, it's very versatile. It's a very versatile name. <laughs> but I mean, you know, gun to my head, what what does it mean? Uh, it's free Palestine. Just rearrange. There, we, the there we go. I love it. It is one of those things where, because com- <laughs> Comedy Bar is is arguably the only sort of club in this city where just because it has built up the notoriety it does and people intentionally go there to watch comedy. What a novel concept. In, in, in Canada. But it does have that thing where, you know, people will walk by comedy bar and look at the marquee and just randomly pick a show just because they like going to comedy bar and they want to go check out new stuff. So, I mean, it does have that factor of you walk by and like shrimp daddy. Okay. Let's go see that one. I hope it catches on though. I hope it becomes a term where people could be like, Oh man, did you see the Same new Batman here. movie that was so shrimp daddy? That was, that was the most shrimp daddy thing I've ever been a part of. There is a good amount of people who come to the shows and they're just kind of sitting there waiting for me to address the name. And sometimes I won't do it and they'll be confused for very long. They'll just sit yeah. there and they'll be like, but, but sir, but, but they won't even raise a hand or anything to bring it up. But I know I can see it in their faces. They're just like, oh, what is what but is it's, shrimp it's funnier if you don't it's funnier if you don't address it just because then they're just left wondering yeah welcome shrimp daddy you just say it as if it's so non like yeah. so matter of fact uh exactly. since we are talking father's day i do want i mean how for all of you how much does 
family life play into your material, especially now, because I feel like, you know, so many comics the last couple of years were just like more time around family and friends. And that sort of bled into their material a lot more than normally would. I mean, Max, I guess we'll go to you first because you are a grown ass married man. So obviously, yeah. <laughs> even though you're outside right now, it looks like you might have gotten kicked out. I don't know. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, marriage and home life has always factored into your material. I mean, do you think that sort of becomes more of what you are on stage as time goes on? Uh, yeah, I, I would say that. Like, I'm trying to delve more into, like, just the home life. But I've always talked about family. Like, I've always, I even, like, one of my best bits uh, that I started out with was uh, talking about getting beat by my dad, who has muscular dystrophy. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always building up more and more from that. Did you call him a shrimp daddy? Sorry, hello? <laughs> <laughs> hello? No, no, did I call him shrimp daddy? God, no. No, I didn't. I called him a monster. Hey, uh... harder, shrimp daddy. Come on. <laughs> like, I remember I remember when you first started out, I remember watching you, you know, your comic hitting the mics, like, in your early 20s out of college and stuff like that. And, I mean, now you are not that age anymore, and you've been at this for a while now. Just And especially, again, after the last couple of years, just family and all that sort of factor into more what you're doing on stage like does your personal life make it into your material more now than you would have before uh i would say that it's equal in terms of how much it makes it in but it's changed like you met me when i was 21 years old talking about like i go out drinking i like ladies <laughs> and now it's that all changed now um yeah i mean it's the new i'm a keto alert i smashed dude yeah i'll I'll have sex with anyone who cares whatever um you know for as it's on here i'm your shrimp daddy um i like i do talk about fit like i spent a lot of time with my parents during the pandemic and my mom had this new fascination i think because of the pandemic with talking about when she was pregnant like with me yeah she won't stop telling people that when she was pregnant with me, a doctor told her that I was supposed to have Down syndrome nice. and that she's okay with it. And she just tells strangers that like nonstop. <laughs> and it creates definitely not only a bit, but horrible conversations with cashiers at Loblaws. <laughs> it's definitely the <laughs> And he's not, and that's okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that is the funny thing. Since it is Father's Day, and I know we got to go to break here, but moms always love, like, oversharing that stuff. They love those stories. They're, you know, they'll haul out the photo album and all that, and dads are just, like, not not about that. There's, like, most... Yeah. most I know that's sort of a blanket statement, but most dads just sort of paint over that stuff and move on with the day-to-day. All right, we're going to come back with more of our panel more shrimp daddy issues right here on inside jokes hey this is max sheldrick you're listening to inside jokes be sure to check out shrimp daddy at comedy bar june 21st at 8 p.m and july 29th at 8 p.m Inside Jokes, baby! Right here on 640 Toronto. It is Father's Day Sunday, and we are talking to some of the comics behind Shrimp Daddy, the funnest show name for me to say on the radio, and that is happening at Comedy Bar. We've got Jay Freeborn, we've got Max Sheldrick, we've got Farazni Afata on the line. 
speaking of Father's Day, by the way, how comedy is a weird thing to approach doing for a living and to, you know, it's it's a lifestyle gig. Not everybody's families are initially on board with that. So I guess I'll throw that one to the panel. Faraz, what are you what were your family's thoughts since it is Father's Day on you going, yeah, I want to do stand-up? Mm-hmm. I, I'd say one of the first reactions uh, came from my dad and he was like, why are you such a failure? And what did we do wrong? We sent you to a nice school. Um, you went to university. You had everything. Why aren't you the prime minister by now? We came to this country. You're supposed to be in the cabinet. You know, why aren't you wearing that wig or whatever people wear in the House of Commons? What is the deal? Why do you want to be a comedian? I'm like, because I just want to be silly. And he's like, this is serious. You know, they basically had to escape some kind of wars. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to the stories they say because I feel like they're all made up. But when they arrived, they were like, this kid for sure. This kid is going to learn French. They put me in French immersion. I didn't learn French. I just, I'm, this is all I know how to do. Just mess around, make people laugh. And so the initial reaction from my dad, he's like, why are you such a clown? And I was like, okay, anything else? And he's like, yeah, there will be more. There is a part two. So they're not fans, but I'll make them fans. Slow and steady. Fair enough. So they might be in the crowd at Shrimp Daddy. There's Oh, they definitely won't be. <laughs> I had to trick my dad once. I was like, Dad, it's like my I'm I'm getting the bar. Like I'm and then he came to absolute comedy. I'm like, Yeah, it's like I have yeah. a comedy show. And then he came and, he, and I just roasted him. He came once <laughs> to a comedy show and he's like, Never again. This was my nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay, Dad. Was that bad, eh? I just basically roast them. Most of my material does come from family stuff. I mean, most of my family at the beginning of the pandemic, just to survive financially, I sold them into slavery to Apple. Uh, but the ones that are still around, um, those are the ones that, you know, they, they like to support me and stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> it's a mixed bag. Jay, how about you? I mean, because you, you know, again, you started off young post-college hitting the mics and all that stuff were your family initially behind it like did you and did you see it as a career thing at the time or were you just like okay this is something i always wanted to try like did you know that this is this was it for you this is what you were going to do for a living i use that term loosely in canada but you know what i mean this is your this is your job (laughs) (laughs) you know when when did you know you wanted to be a squeegee kid for a living Uh, yeah, I, when I was like 10 or 11, I was like, I want to be a comedian and my parents were like super into it. I come from like, obviously like almost the opposite of Faraz where my parents were just like, do whatever you want, like be poor. We'll still love you. And it's just, yeah. uh, it's almost like you, I want the resistance because then comes material. Cause my mom will just like come to shows and sit front row and just stare up at me like a happy puppy and just be like, you're doing it. I'm so proud, which is, which is great. Um, it did suck sometimes when they would show up randomly to shows that yeah. kind of, but that's the good thing about the pandemic because now they're scared for their lives. And so I'm just, you know, free to do whatever <laughs> I wish and say whatever I wish. But yeah, I mean, and I did always kind of want to do this sort of like as a career. It is interesting to kind of come back because I haven't done stand-up to me in like two years. I've just like last night and Saturday were my first shows back since pretty much before the pandemic. So really. Yeah, now sort of everything has changed. Like there's like a like a clock thing, like a click clock or something now. I don't really know like what it is and you have to post on it, but like I'm I'm about to, so we'll see. Oh, you're going to do the t- TikTok 
plunge for you i mean if you didn't do it the whole time like did you spend that time writing was that a writer's room for you like are you does it feel like you're coming back sort of restarting in a way material wise like because it's kind of I mean, you know, like, especially in a city like Toronto, like the grind and the hustle is such a part of the lifestyle and it's so glamorized. It's like, yeah, I'm hitting five nights a week, five mics a night, seven nights a week and all that stuff. When you go from a zero to a hundred, where you're doing just that constantly to taking the time back, how, how strange does it feel jumping right back in then? Uh, it feels weird. And to give context, before the pandemic, it's stand-up is how I made my living, basically. I had another little side gig, but it's how I paid my rent. I was doing 10 to 15 spots a week. Um, and now it's back to people being like, and who are you? The best thing, the way to put it is it's not like riding a bicycle. It's like coming back and walking on stilts. Yeah. <laughs> you screw up, you look stupid. And if you do it well, everyone's like, well, that you're kind of a joke anyways. Well, and you're coming back to a much different landscape, too, because Toronto, the the face of comedy in Toronto has changed so much. There is another new sort of generation of comics that are out there. There's new venue, like a lot of heritage rooms closed down, but now there's new clubs and stuff. There's, you know, nothing fancy. There's the Royal, all these venues that weren't even there before. So it is a bit of you're coming back to sort of like a bizarre world of a scene in a way. Uh, Max, for you, I mean, it's interesting because you kind of, you know, a lot of comics are sort of these lone wolf, dark characters that live on the fringes of society. When we saw you coming out and doing stand-up in the Toronto scene, I know you came you came from another scene before that, but it was interesting because you already had this sort of settled home life. You kind of had your shit together in a way, that, <laughs> or at least I mean, I, I wouldn't call be, it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that my shit's together. I mean, I have a <laughs> wife who takes care of me endlessly and boy, oh boy, have I ever been a burden on her, but uh, no, she's very supportive. Um, she helps me make those fucking tic- those uh, TikToks um, that uh, Jay was talking about. Um, no, I'm making, she's been super supportive. My parents, much like Jay's parents, uh, those evil white supportive uh, parents, um, They've been uh, really, uh, really helpful in the background, but um, um, yeah, no, the the home life definitely was pretty settled, but I do feel like, uh, uh, I don't know, like uh, newer comics kind of had a leg up where it's like, they don't really have to, de- like no, as much as a support system that uh, Tisha has been, uh, it's also, I have to make every move in a calculated way yeah. because I'm always thinking of her at the same time because I can't make that move of like, Oh, I can just go to Vancouver or I can just go to anywhere else. I can just, I can't just go on the road anytime I want because it's always have to be factor in with what she has to do and what our financial situation is at the same time. So I can't live in squalor. But <laughs> I feel like I'm talking a lot of smack about comics. You are <laughs> leaning the against the tree outside. right now, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he made you sit outside for the interview. <laughs> no, I'm at, I'm at break and work. You're sitting outside. Are you sitting outside by a tree? I think you might have already relocated to Vancouver, Max. That's what it looks yeah. like. <laughs> It is true though, because you don't. Yeah, you're not in that. You're not in that position where you're like, okay, as a comic, I only have to sort of answer to myself, and that's it. Like, you know. Yeah. It's it's like, that thing where like it doesn't 
just impact you kind of a thing. What yeah. about have any, have any of you ever gotten unsolicited comedy advice from your dads? Because one thing I remember from stand up is, you know, if one of my parents came to a show, my mom, it was kind of like Jay Freeborn's mom. She would just be like, this is great. He's doing it. And then she would, you know, drink too much wine and interrupt the show. But my dad could not go two seconds without trying to retag a joke or trying to give me comedy advice that, you know, was never asked for <laughs> or appreciated. Since it is Father's Day, have any of you ever gotten that sort of unsolicited input? Uh, yeah. When uh, when I was uh, first starting out, like my mom came up to a show and uh, she saw me do my thing and like it went well. But uh, she also saw like some less offensive comics uh, do some of their material. And she was like, why can't you just be more like them? Like, <laughs> you know, they're just talking about dating and French toast and no one gets offended. And why can't you be more like them? And I'm just like, well. <laughs> mom i've had heat stroke like nine times i don't know i just i the whimsical nature of those types of topics are just lost on me <laughs> fair enough for I mean, us i'm guessing that was not a thing that <laughs> happened uh, to you. i mean some of the some of the feedback or some of the questions he'd be like why can't you be more like richard Pryor?" and it's like okay hang on yeah coming right up you know be more theatrical or you know because i come off as like a sort of low energy maybe a little bit monotone guy and then my dad's like why aren't you like bill maher and, you know the comics that he enjoys yeah and so i've had that i've had that question but no feedback or no like you know this is how you could maybe why don't you be more like you know louis ck and it's like yeah okay thanks yeah no we're trying we're trying to get there just well, listing or it's either that or it's like you're a loser and you're running out of time you know, one day you're going to be begging me for $5 to go buy yourself a sandwich and you're going to be some kind of a homeless man eating garbage from the garbage can. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I've also changed jobs a lot. And so they don't really take me seriously anymore because they're like, what's your career? And my dad compares me to a leaf. He's like, Faraz, you're like a leaf. Anywhere the wind blows, that's where you go up, down squirreling into your own butt into your mouth you have no direction no purpose you should be like elon musk i'm like oh man if i had the language skills you had if i went to school here i would be god i'm like okay he sounds like an evil, evil villain sometimes when he's talking it's really interesting <laughs> i mean that is unsolicited advice in a way uh, jacob for you like jay for, oh, well i just called you jacob that's your thing Fine. on the screen Fine. uh has any like has your family ever kind of done that like try to like have an input into your material because i mean <laughs> there's some of your material where i can't really picture you doing it in front of your family but have they ever sort of had that input where they're like you know what you should do though is this um i'll say instead of something kind of funny i'll say something really nice because it is father's day and my dad is great he never gives input into my material uh, or really kind of into my life. He's just always been like, figure out what you're good at. And if you can do it most of the time, then try and do it. And he'll always be like, I'm not a funny dude. I'm yeah. not a, a blah, blah, blah. I am good at math and design. And that's what I do. And that's how I feel fulfilled in my work. And I do things out of it. And he'll often kind of, if someone hasn't found their thing, he'll really encourage them to do it. And it's just really nice. So, like, happy Father's Day, Dad. That's your gift. Look at that. That is so, so nice Hell for Father's yeah. Day. Uh, you know what? I had a similar, we were doing a, 
we were taping these specials at uh, the Lot Comedy Club, which is long since. I remember that. Gone, the no kidding stuff. Uh, but my dad came to that taping and we were outside afterwards and he said, it was a very sage moment where he said, you're a storyteller, man. So tell your story. To be fair, we had just smoked a joint together, but <laughs> that was what that was his wisdom. There was you're a storyteller, man. So tell your story. So there you go. What a perfect note to go to commercial on. Happy Father's Day, indeed. We're gonna come back with Shrimp Daddy, and we're gonna bring back a bit of a studio game that we used to do in the studio uh, with the cast of Shrimp Daddy right here on Inside Jokes. Hi, this is Jay Freeborn. You're listening to Inside Jokes. If you're listening in your car, please don't change the station. We need this money. SiriusXM is killing us. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on 640 Toronto, and of course, coast to coast, across the nation on the Global News Network, brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you see the world around you more clearly. Not that that's such a great idea right now. It's pretty bad out there. Anyway, we have some of the comics behind the upcoming show, Shrimp Daddy at Comedy Bar, and of course, we are celebrating all things Father's Day. We have Jay Freeborn, Max Sheldrick, and Faraz Niafata on the line from Shrimp Daddy. Again, I just really love saying the name of that show. We're going to go around. we got some Father's Day questionnaires here. I guess Jay Freeborn, we'll throw it to you. So we just got some really whatever the first thing off the top of your head for these. Uh, most embarrassing things your parents ever caught you doing? Oh, the, when I lost my virginity, my mother walked in. <laughs> what no when yeah. yeah it was like my closer it's like a five minute bit come to shrimp daddy and if you tell me tell me that virginity story before i go on i'll do it there we go. okay that's kind of hard okay. to top uh yeah all right uh one thing about your material you would not want your family to hear or to know about me yeah oh anyway. That most of it's stolen except for the virginity bit. I pretty much just do Caterina <laughs> stuff and I just make it more white and less attractive. <laughs> uh, all right, Max Sheldrick, your favorite movie about dads? Uh, Big Daddy, for sure. Such a like Adam Sandler movie, amazing movie. There you go. I feel like no one's ever going to say Ghost Dad because, well, Cosby did some stuff, but also if you saw it, it was a pretty. Pretty wow. dark movie. Wow, dark movie. <laughs> what about Harry Potter? That's a good one. About <laughs> dad not being around. Harry uh, where, where I will. I will. I'll throw this. I'll throw this to you. Also, Max, do you have a personal favorite dad joke? Like a lame dad joke could be a street joke. Or dirty uncle jokes are acceptable too. Here, that fits into Father's Day. God, I kind of steer clear of uh, steer clear of these jokes. Um, but uh, one of them, uh, what was it? Uh, no, I can't even. I can't even think of one right now. All right, for us, we'll throw we'll throw that to you. Is there if you could have if you could, get, let's say you're elevator pitching Shrimp Daddy to somebody, and you corner them in an elevator, and you got to throw them like just the worst street joke you could think of. What would it be? The worst street joke. I mean, I know one, but I. Uh... 
I don't know if we'll be able to air it. It's that, it's that, you know, we're at that point where like, <laughs> well, it could be a lame joke. You don't need to do the aristocrats. Mm, <laughs> let me think. There, I see, do the aristocrats. <laughs> I used to have, I used to have so many of these locked and loaded just in case I went and met up with like my friends who work in construction. Cause this is the type of stuff that they love. Um, I mean, one of my friends in construction used to tell this joke. I don't know if it'll air, but we'll we'll just we'll let it out. There's no swear words in it. It's just basically okay. what the joke is. What happens when you stick your hand in a jar full of jelly beans? What? The brown one steals your watch. And then they all erupt in laughter. And then they're like, haha, because you're brown. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. We're high five. Brown one this is on your watch. All right. That's a bad <laughs> joke. <laughs> so That's- bad. <laughs> it's so like lowest common denominator and it just it really is. jelly beans if you look at it logically it's the jelly beans are bad it's so bad <laughs> that one used to come up every once in a while i will throw Next this question okay i will uh, all right here's one that i because i i'm curious for all of your takes on this this would have been a good one for of course angelica was going to join us too but uh what exactly are daddy issues what's a daddy issue what is the what is the definition (laughs) and do you have them can you have them what's what what do you think is a dad are daddy issues for us i think if your dad wasn't around i think if your dad just didn't say that they loved you that that'll that'll create issues then you'll go out into the world trying to find somebody to say it to you so that you start to date people who look like your dad you know in my case i'd be looking for like hakeem um and uh, Hakeem Optical. Every time you, you said Hakeem Optical, I, 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 I fought to not be like, <laughs> like I do. <laughs> well, yeah, I would say that. I wonder if Hakeem, if they would remove the sponsorship. Guys, welcome back. We just, did. We just lost it right now. <laughs> <laughs> we just did just now. All right, Jay Freeborn, what do you think is the definition of daddy issues? Uh, any woman who owns a pet snake. I think that's just causing <laughs> Um, I, I think daddy issues is just like exactly what for us said, like absentee and like, it is father's day. Dads are important. Like this again, isn't funny, but if a dad isn't around, uh, addictive things like drugs or like just bad things in general in jail time, they, they scoot up. So if you're listening and you're a dad and you're about to go and you're in the car to go get those cigarettes and never come back, just maybe turn around, you know? <laughs> All right. <laughs> turn around and go back. Max Sheldrick. In the spirit of Father's Day and, you know, live audiences, do you think, is there the, is there a male equivalent of a Karen? Yeah. Male equivalent <laughs> of a Karen? Absolutely. Uh, well, what's it called? I'm pretty sure it's surfacing on the internet right now. It's either a Kevin or a Chad right now. It's, uh, yeah, nice. Good yeah, yeah, it's, uh, not Chad. Wait, Chad is like someone who like, uh, and- is, overly confident and happy about their like cringy nature but uh it's no Ken. it's a darren it's or Ken. Karen it's you know it's just another stereotypical white name it's it's gonna be you know the type. it's the guy it's the guy who throws like the smoothie because he didn't get the avocado in it it's it's all that it's all that garbage it's the guy who gets it who, who just laughs a f- uh sorry <laughs> sorry my bad <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> Who just smacks a, a minimum wage worker because they gave him decaf, and he thinks it's on purpose. You know, it's all yeah. that. <laughs> sorry about it that. Is, I think 
I think it's also those dudes that come up to you after every single show and always say that they have a buddy who's really funny at house parties and they should do this too. That's there's always that guy that like oh, they yeah. approach you as if like you they're your new friend and then they go, Oh, I yeah, my one buddy is hilarious. He should do this too. There's always that guy. It's yeah. So they're not discouraging you, but I think that's also sort of like the dude version of a Karen in comedy. Uh, all right, we're going to come back and wrap it up with our panel with Shrimp Daddy right here this Father's Day on Inside Jokes. Yo, 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 listeners of Inside Jokes. This is Faraz bin Aziz Abu Al-Rahman Rahim Niafata coming to you live inside your stereo come check us out at shrimp daddy we're at comedy bar june 21st and july 29th both of them at 8 p.m hide your kids hide your wife that type of thing goodbye well i was born to call miner's daughter in a cabin on a hill in butcher holler we were poor, but we had love. That's the one thing that daddy made sure of. He shoveled coal to make a poor man's dollar. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto, Seicento Quaranta. We are talking oh, there to, it is. right? All you scarooches out there listening. <laughs> We're talking to some of the, car. I'm making that a word. If shrimp daddy can be a word, Skadooch can too. I guarantee you, Vince, that there's that's already a thing like in the Bronx or something. Is Skadooch. Hey, Gabagool oh. made it, so why can't Skadooch? Yeah, Skadooch. There we go. For those yeah. listening, Spadooch is a if, land skewer. If we've Skadooch learned is something Dean just made up. If we've learned sure. nothing else in almost seven seasons of this radio show, it's that it is a cultural behemoth. It is a water cooler show. I guarantee you by tomorrow, Shrimp Daddy and Skadooch are gonna be all over. Hashtagging all over the place, and all the kids are going to be saying both those phrases. Uh, we have Jay, Max, and Faraz all coming up live at Comedy Bar with Shrimp Daddy. It is, of course, Father's Day Sunday. We're talking all things Fajas uh, for Father's Day. Right? We should have really played that. Uh, but we do have, yeah, Shrimp Daddy is coming up at Comedy Bar. One, well, Okay, here's what I'll ask all of you. We kind of dipped into this earlier. You know, there's sort of this cliche that comics, you know, you have to be sort of this fringe character on the outside of society. And, you know, it's all about darkness and tragedy and you're a lone wolf and you're competing against each other. I do think one thing that's been interesting that we've seen more and more of in comedy the last little while is, especially in Canada, is more of like more of a unity. It's become more of a collective thing where we're like, yeah, we are an industry and we do have to do stuff and work together. It's not all about just competing with each other and, you know, comics building sort of their own infrastructure together. Does it do, and especially, you know, the further you get into this, the more years you do it and the older you get, all those cliches about how you have to be this sort of self-destructive lone wolf personality. Do you think it is just possible to be a balanced, happy individual and do comedy for a living? I guess I'll, I'll throw that to you first, Jay. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> there's a great Seinfeld quote where he talks about when he started, everybody quit after 10 years. Everybody on the road had to stop. And it's because it grinds you down. And I think the only way now to have 
sort of a lifetime career of doing stand-up and not television, not movies, not telling books, not a podcast. Yeah. And to connect with the people, connect with yourself, like just, you know, uh, touch yourself as much as possible, I guess is what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> no problem there. All right. Um, Max Sheldrick, what about for you? Like, is it possible to sort of have that balance where you sort of, have those two sides of the coin for yourself where it's like okay this is on stage me and i can really just open up the floodgates there and just sort of dip into this darker side of things and then you just have normal life which is a completely different side of, like it's like taking off the iron man suit kind of a thing um yeah it's it definitely is uh, possible but uh especially like early on like you're gonna have to make sacrifices for sure which is gonna probably damage some relationships but um honestly uh as long as you kind of just work with the people that you um that you enjoy working with as opposed to like just bearing down and like just uh, sucking it up for the time being um you'll probably have a much better uh, work uh, work and comedy balance i guess um yeah yeah i'd say that do you guys think also that like because this is a sort of a big topic of conversation right now because you know, people get all their news from social media for the most part now. You can't really trust anything you see and watch. Comedy is sort of going through another revival again, not just because of the last couple of years, but because, you know, podcasts, the advent of podcasts sort of made comedy a thing to go watch live again. Everybody's streaming specials now. Everything is digital content. So comedy is sort of going through yet another renaissance where live stand-up is really an important thing culturally again. And a lot of the conversation right now is focused on is comedy really the last true bastion of truth and free speech? I mean, I know like not to get too sort of precious about it, but I mean, is comedy really the last true forum where people can just speak truth and talk about the things going on around them? And it's kind of a more of a trusted source. And I'll throw that to anybody, really. No, it's not. (laughs) There's because you can do it here. Scientists do it. Uh, lawyers do it. Politicians do it. Truth is wow. subjective. It's just ours is more entertaining. So, of course, more people are going to listen to it and repeat it. Yeah. And I think people are too weary of everything that they watch and consume now. And they watch on television and they get on social media because nobody kind of knows what's real and what's not, you know, the whole fake news era and all that stuff. So I think a lot of the conversation right now is around, well, comedy is the last sort of true, pure thing. People are, you know, the stuff that people are finding the funny in is all real stuff. It's all real talk, but maybe that's why comics keep getting punched in the face at shows now. (laughs) Or tackled or Or tackled. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I, no, I there, there's got to be. Right. There's got to be something, you know. There's got to be a balance. Something's got to give. But like you said, it is a renaissance. People want to hear um, you make light of the last two years and not yeah. be like, and then all my friends left, and then they moved to their small towns, and I lost my job, and my girl left me, and she found someone more muscular, and like no one wants to, unless there's like a joke where you're like so then i went to the gym wing something anything (laughs) people are like just give me something it doesn't have to be amazing we're getting we're getting their audiences do seem more lenient now too they understand like we've been away from it for a while 
Yeah. And they're just kind of smiling and nodding while I do like my ISIS beheading joke or whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> so they, um, they just, they, you know, they're, and then, and, and Canadian audiences are some of the, the best, like yeah. just really nice people. Like, you know, you meet a lot of great people and they just, even if you're just eating a bag of shit, I mean, they just, they'll, they're like, they'll not, they'll be, we'll get through this together. All of us. Yeah. So they're like, Oh, that's the Canadian way. They'll tell you, you did a very good job at eating that bag of shit. Uh, all right. Before we, before we let you all go, uh, where can we find you all on social? And of course, shrimp daddy coming up at comedy bar, the dates there where we can get tickets. Uh, Jay, I'll throw that to you, I guess. Uh, first of all, I'm going to pin shrimp daddy, uh, go to comedybar.ca, get tickets for it. Uh, either the June or July one, you can find me on Instagram at jfreebornpics. Um, mostly it's if you're thrown off by the fact that my profile photo is Sydney Poitier making a strange face, don't worry, it is me. <laughs> Fair enough. There we go. Max Sheldrick, where can we find you online? Well, first of all, uh, yeah, be sure to check out the Shrimp Daddy show either June or uh, July. I'll be on both of those. Um, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube, all at Max Sheldrick. Uh, release sketches uh, every week and podcast every week. Uh, check me out. There we go. And Faraz, where can we find you, my good man? Awesome, guys. Uh, come check us out at Comedy Bar, June 21st, 8 p.m. And July 29th at 8.30, Shrimp Daddy Comedy. For me, online, my online presence, the names are all the same, at GypsyTears69. That's my handle on Instagram. That's my handle on TikTok. Check me out on TikTok. I'm making videos with my 40 wives and my 90 kids. We just basically dance around in the mud. It's great. Uh, so follow me there, Gypsy Tier 69. There we go. That is our panel. Don't forget, check out Shrimp Daddy coming up June and July. Hit up comedybar.ca for dates and tickets. That is our show. You can listen to all of our episodes right back to the dawn of time on Global News Online. Happy Father's Day. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. The thing about your mom jokes, guys. When, usually your mom jokes are ridiculous. Someone will say like, hey, your mom's so skinny she could dodge rain in the shower. That's a stupid, <laughs> stupid your mom joke. You want to hit someone hard with your mom joke, you just need to sprinkle in a little honesty. You need to say something like, hey, your mom's so drunk, it's hurting the people around her. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is a your mom joke. You want to say something like, your mom did so much drugs, you have a learning disability. Mom jokes. Okay, one more, one more, one more. <laughs> Your mom's so old, you're gonna have to make a tough decision soon. <laughs>